Roger Espinosa, the Honduran, is the only player that has been able to score on, on Chicago so far. Here comes Pato. I'll tell you something about him after this. Torres. Pato, the header! Yes, finally! Finally, the first goal on it from a set piece for Orlando. 59 minutes. Cara makes it 1 nothing. You called it. It had to be off a set piece play, and it had to be Cara. And here he does the first one of the season for the forward from Austria. Gara makes it happen after a brilliant header by Alexandre Pato as well. Long ball into the second post. Nobody is covering Pato, who is very smart about heading the ball. Everybody telling me to. Everybody telling me to. Well, everybody telling me to. All over America. Everybody telling me to. Everybody telling me to. Well, everybody telling me to. All over America. I want the whole wide world to know that Pato Bantan is on the road. Like it's time for the Orlando Lions Den podcast. With your host, JJ, Eddie, Cleon, and Alex Brown. Welcome to another edition of Orlando Lions Den Podcast. I'm your host, Jason JJ Jose. I'm back after a week off uh, with a uh, little messed up on my ankle, couldn't play. So uh took a week off and now I'm back. I'm just like Mauricio who gets hurt in L.A. and then comes back to in the next game. Well, I missed a week at least. But I'm back in along, in along with Eddie, the commish. What's happening, buddy? What's up? We got a home dub, three points at home. We'll talk a little bit more about that, but I'm happy to be back. and I'm hope, happy to be on the right side of the, the column there with a win at home. All right, and down in the southwest Florida, the newlywed Alex Ryder. Howdy, 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 howdy. Uh, glad the pattern is continuing. We got we got the dub. We got the three points, second in the east for now. I think it, we're, we should stay that way, but more on that later. Uh, yeah, 1-0 win. I'm happy we got the W, but there, we certainly got a lot to talk about despite it all, so... Awesome. By the way, how's uh, married life going? Going good? Married life is great. I I am thoroughly enjoying married life. I eat like a king. (laughs) (laughs) You should have seen me before I got married. JJ too, man. (laughs) Yeah. And then afterwards, boom. They they, they named, JJ used to be Capato. They named Pato after JJ. (laughs) (laughs) And then we got Cleon, Cleon. What's up, man? What's up? I'm all, I'm all, I'm all, I'm all good. Three, three points, three points, and um, you know, I, I would have lost it. I would have lost. We dropped more points to Chicago. You know, I, you know, I hate dropping points to this team. So, so it's all good. A little, a little right. close to comfort, but three points is three points. Three points is three points. So let's talk about that game against the Chicago Fire. Oh, some sponsors. 
Oh, that's right. I forgot all about the sponsors. All right, let's talk about the sponsors. Uh, first off, let's talk about Accurate Mortgage. For all your lending and uh, mortgage needs, get with the Accurate Mortgage. Leo Gonzalez, he has some good uh, FHA loan, interest rate, lows, everything. Get with at Accurate, no, at AMG Lenders on Twitter, and that's Leo. Uh, let's not forget Tuga Landscaping for all your landscaping needs. Get with Tuga Landscaping at 407-690-9992. And Eddie. We got Field Turf USA. I'm proud to have them as a sponsor. As you see, the Champions League and the big leagues um, wrapping up their season here. And um, we got myself, Liberty Mutual. Give me a call for any of any insurance questions. But that's it. Let's go, guys. All right, let's go because I'm so excited that we got three points against Chicago. So I wanted to get to it as quick as possible. And let's talk about the game. Uh, Brian Gutierrez got a yellow card in the fourth minute and then gets sent off in the uh, 43rd minute. So Orlando City had an advantage of a player. So Chicago started with the or played with 10 guys after that. And then in the second half, we had Mr. Cara score a header and a banger to put us up one nothing. But man. I think it was all Pato in this game from crosses that he gave to Benji that basically dubbed him because, I mean, those should have been goal. Orlando City should have had about five or six goals in this game easily to blow out Chicago, but unfortunately they didn't, and they only scored one goal. But we still got the victory, 3 nothing, Guys, it was uh, kind of a, I guess, non-convincing or – win because I mean we had the opportunities there which we should have I mean capitalized on them we should have scored five six goals but we only scored one and if it wasn't Chicago if it was another team we could have easily tied that game or maybe even lost that game give me your thoughts on what's going on with this team on finishing really and how what you guys thought about the game Eddie well, you know, um, I didn't want to come out like negatives necessarily like that, but but I kind of agree. Like, first of all, Chicago is tough to, to score against. They've barely allowed, I think, for one goal or something, two goals all season. Um, when we played them last time, yes, we got proed for the one goal, but it was a deflection. It was our only shot on goal. And this time they didn't have Herbers or Habers or whatever and Shakiri. So, you know, they're going to be a little more toothless, you know, uh, um, offensively. And then being up a man for, for a whole half, uh, I definitely thought we should, we could have put more Oscar said as much. He talked about that, like, look, it's good. We created chances, but we're noticing we need to finish better. And, and uh, let's just focus on the fact that we created some chances, but we know you can't always just win one zero, which is comforting to hear, you know, the man was self-aware. He's getting tired of poppy specials. I've been tired of him. Um, uh, and, and we had 21, 21 shots to their seven, six on target. And our expected goals was 3.5, you know, so they, there's, there was Pato hit the crossbar. Um, Tesho had a header late, a little difficult, but they, you know, actually was a little high in that one. Benji, you know, if, if, if Pato sends that to Nani, that's a goal, you know, and, um, and then they got, I had an open, uh, open uh, net there for a header. Etc. Yeah, well, yeah, I think yeah, I think he had the one open net. I don't know which other one, but uh, that I remember. But uh, 
um, all of those, you, we cannot, it's not sustainable to do this. Okay. And I said, this in the Portland game where we, when we went up a man, um, we still sat back and there, you know, so it was like, okay, it was the road and, and you could counter, but I said, that's still customarily what we do. And we did that again. There was a period there where Chicago really just, you know, maybe, um, you, you know, about like the 60 something a minute or so Chicago started kind of really pushing it and their highest expected goals was the 75th and about 80th or so minute. Then they started pressing a little more stuff like that. Cause they, they were pretty parked all, all match. So I, I rather, I, I want us to kill the, kill the game a little bit more, get, create chances off possession, not just off of counterattacks. Cause when you create off of counterattacks, when you sit back like that, if you're going to do that, you got to look at those Jose Mourinho teams and stuff. You always have a lethal, lethal finishers that's how you score on counterattacks lethal finishing because you're not creating the quantity of chances this this game we did both we got counters and we created a ton of chances because the man advantage and we still didn't score so yes it was a dub yes we created a bunch of chances but we're still sloppy in the final third we should have beat this team by more there was nothing to be scared of given their lineup and um so yeah i mean positive but at the same time i'm positive that we're building you can see there's some chemistry coming there's talent but also, like it's you can't get away with it on with against a better team. When you have a team like this and they're they're hobbling, you got to finish them off. Got to go for the got to go for that finisher. Just just finish them. You know, go for the kill. I guess if you want to call it that. Alex, uh, what are your thoughts about this game? And should we? I mean, we we should have scored more. And uh, same question. You know, if we were playing a, a a Philadelphia Union or somebody with a high caliber. Uh, what would have happened? You know, I mean, we only scored one goal. Well, I, I'll, I'll answer your last question first, JJ. The reality is if we're playing Philly, we're getting smoked at home. If we're finishing, if we're putting 21 shots, six on goal and only one's going in. And especially with some of the, I mean, Pato, that, that one off the top of the bar, that's, that's a little unlucky that one very easily hits a different molecule and goes in. But the reality is you got to finish. And there were, Eddie already talked about it. There were several chances there that should have been for sure goals and we didn't finish. So yeah, that's a problem. And we get away with that against a 10 man Chicago, but a strong Philly team coming in looking for blood is going to, wipe us away and leave Orlando with all three points in their checked luggage. So that's, that's the reality. I am going to speak for the match overall. I was very impressed that the defense stood up. I was very happy with Schlegel. He didn't have a perfect match. No one on defense had a perfect match, but it was another clean sheet. He definitely stepped in. To the role for and for the full 90 and showed that he's going to be able to at least hold his own. Does he still need room to grow up? Absolutely. But you're filling AC's shoes and that's, he was a top ele- best 11 in MLS player. So um, one thing about this that I do kind of want to point a finger on is we kind of gave up. Towards the end, we we Poppy kind of parked the bus when we were still not comfortable. I was tweeting about it, saying, "Hey, are we if we're going to do this line change with 
what? Who came out at the end? I think it was. Um, he slept on three. And it was like Kyle, he brought on Kyle Smith, Kyle Smith Tesho, Tesho, and Benji. Was it for, Benji? Yeah, yeah, yeah Benji. It was Tesho a- for Kara, Kyle Smith for Ruan, and Benji for Facundo. Facundo. And again, that's a whole line change. Why are we making line changes only up by one goal in the 75th minute? We, we this team has to score two goals to make anybody in the stadium or watching feel remotely comfortable. You got players out there. None, none of these players, and you guys were there. Tell me if I'm wrong. None of the players that he subbed out looked like they were struggling. Kara was struggling to finish, so maybe Tesho is okay. But the other two, even Ron had a pretty good game considering the, his form of late. So why, why are we giving up? That's my big concern is why are we doing a snatch and grab at home? This is our first home win since the opener. Why are we doing this when we've got a man advantage and we have a goal, goal lead? I don't know. I, I, I would love to hear your guys' thoughts after the fact, but. Cleon, uh, your thoughts about the game and uh, what you think about, you know, a one nothing win. Like I said earlier, um, I'm happy to get the three because we really could not afford to not. Um, do I think we could have done better? Absolutely. Uh, a million percent. Um, I, I do agree with, with Alex on, on that part, Dan. Like, he, I can't lie. He, he brought in – he brought in – all three of those guys in the 75th, we only have one. I was like, oh, I was like, come on, man. Come on, not again. Um, thankfully, de- thankfully, def- defense held up and, and, and whatnot, so it didn't come down to it. But for me, it's like, okay, if we, if we do just give up another mistake goal, flu goal, or they just earn a goal, and then you just subbed out everybody, basically, like, what were we going to do? Just park the bus and, and hold on for the draw. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, the mentality, the mentality for me is it's a little, I, I got to agree with Alex on that. It's, it's, it is definitely a little suspect. Um, but like I said, it, it worked out for him this time. Um, most of the time it does work out for him. It's poppy. Most of the time it does work out for him. But I mean, like you said, uh, you know, that doesn't always work when you're playing. Uh, I mean, we got, we got bigger ambitions. Atlanta we got bigger ambitions than just making the playoffs at this point. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, we went, what, six years or however many it was without making them, but we expect to make them now. So um, it's it's not enough. And, and you know, when you're playing the LAFC and, and Seattle and Portland and, and Philly and, and teams like that, I don't know if that's going to work. You know what I mean? I don't know if that's going to work. I don't know if that's going to hold up. So it's, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I feel like something's got to give at some point. We got to, we got to, we got to start going for it. You know what I mean? Cause, cause I feel like after a while, the, the more you do it, the more you kind of breathe the mentality in for these guys. And, and they just, they're just not, they're just not trained killers. You know what I mean? Cause, cause I mean, there's, there's teams, there's teams that are like that. And the dudes are just killers, man. It's like okay, yeah, I'm up. I'm up a goal. It's not enough. You know what I mean? I'm up three. It, 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 it team could have a three goal lead and and in the seventieth, and 
If you don't put another one in them before the game ends, the guys go in the, in the locker room upset. You know what I mean? Those are the types of those are that's the type of mentality you want, and and you expect from teams that are uh, that are going to meet the expectations that 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 we all, including the front office, say we want out of out of our players and our team and our club. Um, so, you know, at some point we we got to start we we got to start meeting that. You know what I mean? And acting like and acting that way. If, if yes, we're good, and if if we're as good as we think we are, and and the club thinks we're good as are, go and kill them, man, kill them. Why are we and, playing negative? And it's one thing if it's against a Philly or a Red Bulls or Atlanta home or away. Those are those are tough teams. They're they're coming into our house and they want to take points. And if we get advantage and we want to hold park the bus and hold down for 15 minutes against them, I'm okay. I'm more okay with that. But it's Chicago down a man. Get that goal differential up. That's a great opportunity where goal differential might come in handy a lot more down the line. Never mind the fact that it's Chicago down a man. You can take several goals from that. It's it's and and it's not like we have any we're we're playing midweek either. You're not resting, guys. These guys aren't gonna play again for a full week. We're not going a couple weeks in the future when we got three matches in eight days. To, uh, to, I'm gonna just, oh, oh, go ahead. Oh. Yeah, for the Poppy's credit, the generally those are like the the lockdown the game subs, but I think Tesho could have passed it to Benji sooner. That was a good chance. Tesho did make a great run, smoked a guy down the sidelines, and make a great great early cross to Pato, which should have been a goal. Pato should have, uh, we should have had another goal when Pato sent the cross to Benji, right? So those all came after the sub. So we should yeah. have had, we should have had two to three goals and then Tesho's uh, the corner late. So we could have had two to three goals off of the, uh, off of that, that time. If you look at our expected goals chart, our highest expected goals was actually when they came in. Now, generally speaking, I, I agree. I'm just saying in this case, because, you know, a 10 man team is probably even more tired and um, in maybe they were a little more effect, effective than normal for creating chances, but but they um, but we, we did create some chances and could have put it put it to bed at, at that point. So, it, yeah, I agree with you, Eddie, totally on what you just said because that's what I was about to say. I mean, the substitutions did come in. Tesho came in, Benji came in, and Kyle Smith. Um, Kyle Smith, to me, with the substitution, kind of looked scared with the ball. I, I mean. Half of the time, you know, when you get a player or you're a fan and you're, you get that player that has the ball, you're like, oh, goodness, he has the ball. He's going to lose it. He's going to lose it. He's going to lose it. That's, to me, Kyle Smith. I don't know if he's going to lose it, if he's going to keep it, what his deal is. He's a 50-50 guy and everything. But I don't think Orlando really parked the bus. We did have a couple of counterattacks, um, you know, when those guys came in. Like uh, Eddie said, I mean, that great ball from Pato to Benji, that header was, I mean, that should have been a goal right there. They would be up 2 nothing. Will we be talking about this right now? No, we wouldn't. You know, if Pato's didn't hit the crossbar, you know, Pato's shot and went in, it would have been 3-0. I mean, we wouldn't be talking about that. So, yes, we need to learn how to finish. And that's my next uh, uh, topic that I want to talk to you guys about is – Finishing. What's going on with Orlando City and finishing? I mean, we're getting the opportunities, but we can't finish. What? What's the deal with that, Cleon? 
Oh man. Uh, I I, I want to like my natural instinct is to say we have a whole new attack. They need to. They need to. They need time to gel. All this type of stuff. But I mean, this has been kind of been the case for us, man. Like even like it goes beyond which players are on the field. You know what I mean? And it's it's just kind of carried on. It's just a it's a reoccurring theme uh, with this club, and it's just I I don't get it. Um, uh, like I said, I said uh, last podcast, I said like you know, and crazily, I said like Ponto had like five goals, mind you. He damn sure tried to get five goals. That man had about eight, nine, ten shots by himself. Uh, he was getting them up, and I, you know, I love to see that man. Even if you didn't make them, um, that's that's a hey, you got to you got to shoot, you got to shoot to make. So uh, I'm all for that. Uh, we need we need some other guys to start getting aggressive with them now. I mean, like you can't you can't you can't expect Mauricio to do. It. I mean, he's he's not that type of guy. Um, you can't expect him to do it now. At 30, whatever he is, he's he is who he is. Um, so you know, once once that personnel decision is made and you're gonna stick with uh, you know, a pure passer, that's it at 10, then you need to be confident in the rest of your guys around. And on credit, uh, to on on it, we should be banging, bro. Like we should we really should be. Um, so to their credit, uh, on paper, it really should be going down the way it is but I, I just don't know what it is man like I don't know uh Faku Faku like uh, uh Matt Matt Doyle Matt Doyle had like this thing uh he, he posted the thing during during the game talking about Faku and, and talking about how he, like he uh what, what do you say the box is lava or something like that he basically yeah, put up said. his heat chart he put up his heat chart and like he just he never he just never goes into the box but I mean for me like me and Eddie's been talking about this for a while but uh for me uh, most of the inactivity it's coming from Faku's side, I guess you can say, as far as like you know aggressiveness. Um, I'm not even talking about actually scoring goals. I'm just talking about the actual aggressiveness and assertiveness, and, and you know trying trying to get these goals. Um, Pato, he's putting shots on uh, Car, whether he's missing them or not, he's getting he's putting them on. Um, Faku's not really taking any. Um, I've said it like when, once we first started getting words of, of him coming and started looking at his tape and stuff. He he's a guy that like he loves to roam, he loves the flip sides. Um, and he plays totally different depending on what side he's on. When he's on that left, he's passive. And like uh, Eddie could vouch for this. I literally said that after the very first full game I watched of because uh, the first half he was he spent a lot of time on the right and he looked like he looked like a dude. He looked like Carlos Vela. <laughs> he looked like a dude that's literally trying to put a goal in you, like every every trip down. Um, and that's that's when he's on that right, and he's he loves to cut in on his left, on his left foot, and you know gets gets shots on goal. Mind you, a lot of his shots still come from outside the box, even when he is on that right side and cutting in. But he's a lot more aggressive, actually trying to score. When he's when he flips to that left side, he's mostly just crossing and and things like that. Which, to his credit, he does extremely well. Um, he's, he's a pretty good crosser. Um, so, I mean, I don't, I don't mind it, especially we have car and we, we do need that from him, but I, I said it last podcast and a poppy needs to poppy needs to like set him free a little bit. You know what I mean? Um, the guy, the guy is a roamer. He, he was, we were letting him do it when he first got here. And then ever since we went to integrate car, I feel like he's just kind of planted him there and stay there. 
You know what I mean? I mean, I highly doubt. I mean, I'm, I'm not in the locker room, so I can't say Poppy's told him to stay put. But I just don't see why suddenly you'll go from playing the way you play at Penarol your whole career. And then even here, he was constantly flipping back and forth and not staying in one place. And then suddenly you are. So I would have to assume that he's been told. You know what I mean? And yeah. and to me, that's a to me, that's that's a waste. That's a waste. Um, because you're 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 neutering the kid. Cause that's not how he plays. Um he's playing half of his game. You know, if if he's on that side, he's just he's not the same player on the left as he is on the right. He's two totally different players. They're both good, but they're both both totally different. Once a pass a distributor, that's when he's on that left on his left foot crosser, and when he's on that right, he's he's trying to bang goals on. Alex Ryder, production with Orlando City up front, not going the way we want. What can be fixed, and what can we do better? Um, what we can do better is finish. I mean, I, I don't really have a better way to put it than Cleon already as we, we have to finish. We have to take, I mean, 21 shots. That's a lot. I, I don't know how many our most was last year, but we, that has to be up there and yeah, it's coming against the likes of Chicago. Again, we keep saying this, but we got bigger fish to fry. And we got to be ready to do it. I don't know if this is an elaborate plan to keep to keep all the good stuff for the summer or for the teams that we really need some bangers against. But I want to see a match where we score more than one goal and we win by more than one goal because I haven't seen that since last year. We need... Yeah. We need goals. We need goal differential. We need points. And we're coming to a stretch here in the next couple of weeks, and then and especially going into the summer, where you need to know that not just your best, your best attacking players can get you that. And I sure I'm being critical of the line change, and we're putting in some of our bench players, but those players need to finish too, because those players are going to be starting some midweek matches. Benji's going to be starting some matches. We can't count on Pato and Kara. And I mean, Facundo, if he ever, like you said, wants to enter the box, but honestly, he's more fun to watch with free kicks and corners sometimes, but which, by the way, can we talk about Pato corners? I want more Pato corners. I loved those this week. Those were those were fun. But awesome. So, uh, Eddie, same question to you about production inside that box. What can we do to improve that and to get more? And to go to, back to Alex's statement, remember, we started a month earlier uh, this year, the season did. Mm-hmm. And so our summer is starting up in about three weeks, May which would we be playing in June. And that's when we start getting in our slump, Orlando City, uh, June, July, and August. So what can we do to improve to make this, uh, for us to score more up front? I think, I think we need to be bolder. I think um, 
I think that this team has it in their mind, you know, to be tough to beat and don't make make big mistakes. But if you look at the system, you look at the variations, you look at the chances we're create, creating, you see um, changes within the match, right? It's not that they're not it, – it's not like they're not – that Bobby and, and, you know, and, you know, his assistants and whatnot are, are trying to keep us from creating chances or be aggressive. But something there – there's some mixed message perhaps or something from the players just lacking an extra bowl step. But Fagundo's not a guy when you watch his goals, he comes in and smacks the ball. He makes a run, you know, he'll burn some people from the right to the left, but he's not like taking it really, really down into the box. So I don't think he's ever going to quite be that so much. If he gets in behind in the box, it's going to be a combination right which is the free roam will allow him to combine because it'd be closer to the other people right can't combine on the corner of the you know the touchline out there so i think um having him play like the way clean on states is going to be helpful um it's going to open things up and then actually part of the game they actually did that if you look at the the heat map uh Fogundo was actually almost directly at at the end of where he got the ball out was almost directly in front of Mauricio a lot. Mauricio for a while was playing left and Fogundo started cutting inside and then things were working out better. He almost got the through ball to Kara on one. He, he had the combination where Joao passes it and Kara lays it off like a dummy to Pato and Pato passes it to Fogundo too hard. Like that kind of stuff. That's how Fogundo scores. So I think I think what you need is just going to be a little bit more guts, a little more boldness, and at the same time, simplicity. Because, yes, Pato took eight shots, right? Um, Kata took five shots, but there's the time where, where, where Kata – where Kata is like passes it when he's in the box. There's a time where Fagunda's in the box and he passes it. There's a time where Pato's in the box and he passes it. So I, I want them to be a little more selfish, but I want, if you're going to pass in the box, I think simplicity, because if you look at the mess ups, there are a lot of one-time passes, intricate passes um, that, that time where, where Fagunda slips behind off of that, that dummy from, from Kata, Pato, Pato, you know, that ball was flying in. He tries to one-time it to, to Fagundo. Just a little maybe more simple, a little more simplicity, a little more cleaner. And I think we're, we're good. And then let's just, I don't know. That, I think that a simple, I know it sounds simple, but back to the basics, man. Shoot to the corners. You know, if you got a shot, take it. And let's not, let's not try to walk the ball into the net. We don't need to always make that extra pass. And then this, let's not try to make a spectacular pass. Let's not try to dink it. Let's not try to one-time it. Let's just try to, you know, take a, take a touch if you have to for a quarter second and shoot the ball, you know, and then that's, that'll, that'll make a difference. Like I think got a one time got in the box, try to pull it back. If he just held, held his held ground a little bit, he would have been good. The shot he got off his left foot, it was a tough angle, but he, he, he didn't really get it to the corner. Right. So like you know, things like that. And, uh, um, I think that that'll make, that'll make the differences. I know it sounds kind of simple. There should be more, but a little bit more selfishness, a little more simplicity is what I say. So play like Urso uh, is what you're saying. Yeah, Urso, Urso gets in the box. Take an Urso gonna, shot every chance I, you get. I like what Pato did. He shot eight times, but two were on frame. You know, he had that one delay. I mean, he smoked that dude. 
when he shot it over. I don't mind all at all. Take that. Even Cesar drove once and shot it from deep. I don't care. I'm fine with all of that stuff. I'm fine with taking a chance on a through ball and losing it like Mauricio does sometimes. Look, look at that through ball. He played the cara. You know, that was great. And um, but uh, I don't mind that. But like you just were sometimes we're in the box. I feel like we're making one extra pass too much. As an Arsenal fan, I've seen this for years. Just one too much like passivity in the box. One too many passes. You're almost trying to walk it into the goal. You know, we just, you know, it's like almost like Fagundo's trying to get Pato and Cara's trying to get, you know, but someone just like grow a pair and just shoot it. You know, and or sometimes just take just you're there instead of one timing it, half volleying it or doing a one time pass. Just put the ball down and shoot it. You know, I don't know. Does that make sense, JJ? It makes plenty of sense. And while you're talking about that, let's uh, talk about analytics. Let's go to our analytics guy, Mr. Cleon. Cleon, the production rate of our new DPs. I know you got the, the math on all that. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I got that. Um, because every time we have a national game, I keep uh, a lot of people. A lot of talk is 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 on. Uh, oh, they're waiting for Kara to do something. They're waiting for Kara to do something, and 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 they're waiting on Faku to do something, and you know things like that. Um, so I actually went to go look, and and uh, we said we said in our discussion before the pod, I said I don't see I said I don't see Faku as Nani's replacement. I see him as he's there to replace Chris. I feel like. Pato was actually was actually Nani's replacement, um, and Kara is obviously DK's replacement. So I actually went to go look up uh, their per nineties uh, goal goals that's goals and assists, and I should not have to do a disclaimer at this point. We are not talking no fake MLS assists. We're talking about real grown man assists. You pass it to a guy, the guy you passed it to scores. That's an assist. That's the end of that story. All right, now let's move on. Um, go, go, uh, go, go and assist per 90. Uh, let's start with Daryl DK. Um, cause that's the one that everybody feels that hasn't, hadn't been performing, um, urchin car, um, Daryl DK, uh, in Orlando, 35 matches, uh, 200, I'm sorry, uh, 2,537 minutes, uh, 18 goals, three assists. That's a, that's a goal and assist rate per 90 of, of uh, 0.745, which is very, very good um, when you're up that high. Urchin Chara, um in his seven games, has only played 358 minutes. That's like four. That's about a total of about four, basically four full games worth of minutes um, out of the, what have we played, seven? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he's got one goal, two assists. That's actually, per 90, that's 0.754. So he's actually outproducing DK um, at, at right now, which is crazy to think because everyone we're all looking at him like, bro, will you do something? You know what I mean? And and, and announcers and everybody else. But um, on paper, he's doing exactly what he was supposed to be doing, and that's replacing Daryl DK. And to this point, he's replaced it to a T, and it's actually up ahead, a little bit ahead of his production rate. Um, doesn't mean he's a better player, going to be a better player, none of that. It's just – Statistically, he's doing exactly what he was brought here. Clearly, no quick question on that. It, it, it mm-hmm. to feel like with the, but this is weighted a little differently, right? Because DK was pretty much oh. all goals, no assist, and Kara's more assists than goals. No, so I mean, people always like goals, and they weigh those more than assists. You know, because I mean, DK wasn't both, an assist. When guy. you're talking about real assists, I mean, 
it ends up in a goal. So it's, you know what I mean? Yeah, I got you. I got you. I'm just saying aesthetically, people are like, they see DK scoring and that they think that's more productive. People are in simple, right? I mean, we talked about this. They don't see little things. They don't see the hold up. They don't see the run. They don't see the secondary run that could open someone else. And they don't see assists as much, you know? So. All right. Um, yeah. Next. Uh, Nani. We all talked about Nani. Uh, Nani going out. Who's going to replace him? Uh, Nani. Uh, 47 matches here. Uh, 3,696 minutes, 16 goals, 11 assists. Um, that's over the last two years. It's on the pop. Uh, all, all, all James O'Connor and all that stuff, that's all thrown out the window with the bathwater because uh, that's, you know, those years do not count. <laughs> we are talking about Oscar Perea, good years where we're good, a good team. Um, so in those two seasons, uh, and that's also with Daryl DK as well. Um, 16 goals, 11 assists in 3,696 minutes. That's a goal and assist rate per 90 of 0.657, which is also pretty good. Um, that's definitely DP rate. Um, it's not like Carlos Vela, like uh, Joseph Martinez, nothing like that. But it's, you know, it's it's a solid DP3, DP2, whatever. Um, Pato, thus far this season, uh, 506 minutes, Iron Man Tony Stark. 506 minutes, uh, two goals, two assists. Uh, that's in about 5.6 full matches worth of minutes. Um, he's actually at 0. 0.711. So mm. he's also outproducing Nani um, mm-hmm. uh, st- thus far. So uh, also he's doing what he's supposed to be doing. Um, he's given both assists and goals. Yeah, Imagine if we could finish where he'd be. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, now, Torres, this is the one that we thought would be the, the easy, the easy upgrade here, because um, we were we were thinking all we needed was all we needed was was Sir, was Sakara and and whoever else to replace Nani. Then Faku, he should, you know, run over what Chris was doing for us. Um, Mueller in his two seasons, his last two seasons here. Mind you, what uh, his his I have to preference this. His previous year, not this last the yeah last year's year, but the one before, the good year he had, the really good year, he was at something at a ridiculous number, like almost almost one. Uh, he was at something like zero point nine eight or something like that for the year per ninety, which is literally insane. Um, he's that's like producing a goal or an assist basically every ninety minutes, uh, which is nuts. Um. All right, so, but in his last two seasons, uh, Chris, 51 games, uh, 3,106 minutes. That's about 34 and a half uh, full 90s, 13 goals, 12 assists for 0.724. So he was a lot higher than a lot of, a lot of us uh, were thinking. So I guess we uh, maybe, maybe a little underrated because uh, that's extremely high. Um but Faku so far is at 500 minutes. That's about 5.6190s, one goal, one assist at uh, 0.360 per 90. Say that so, again. Point, zero point zero three point six. Wow. For reference, like uh, uh, basically uh, Mauricio is, is somebody that hovers around there who basically mm-hmm. never never really scores and doesn't really – put up a high, like an extremely high number of assists either. Um, 
So that's that's extremely low for now. So that's when we're looking at our attack, that's that's where it needs to come up. That's where it needs to come up because basically everyone else is doing is 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 producing at the rate they're supposed to be. Um, we need him about double that. We need him at least at least double that, and and uh, we should be good to go. Um, like I said, I, I already my solution to it. I mean, that man needs to be unlocked. Uh, we know, I know our front office know how he, how he plays. Um, they were playing him that way when he first got here, and they need to find a good balance because I feel like it's we're 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 overcommitting to the cross. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, Car needs to get yes, Car needs to get crosses in things like that, but. Uh, for me, I feel like you have to. I feel like our attack should start and end with with Faku, Faku and 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 Pato out there in those wings, because those are the two. Uh, those are the two. Those are the two engines out there, bro. Basically, mostly those dudes that you know that can do both. Um, and 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 Carr, he's gonna clean up regardless whether whether you're crossing into him or whether Faku and and Pato's putting eight shots on goal a game and crap like that and. You know, you're gonna clean some up, man. Just just from being just from being there. You're gonna catch rebounds, you're gonna do this, that, whatever. And they're also gonna hit you with those crosses. So for me, I feel like we need to find a good balance to where you can use utilize both of Faku's strengths. And that's his passing crossing from the left side. And we also, but we cannot ignore um letting a man flip and roam and and be the aggressive attacker that we signed him to be. All right, let me, uh, now that you did that, uh, Mr. Analytics, let me uh, basically ask you guys the question, you three. So, Patu, imagine Patu last year not getting hurt and playing all the games and everything and playing with Nani and having both those uh, assist scoring ratio that you just uh, stated. How sickening would it have been, or my question would be, do you guys think that Orlando City would have been a really a top contender, maybe, or a possibly a championship team uh, if Pato didn't get hurt uh, last year in the first game of Orlando City and played with Nani all the games together? Um, Alex? Oh, you chose me first. I feel bad for the other guys because uh, you told us about this before and I did my homework. I went back and looked at our entire season last year and I identified eight matches where having Pato would have completely changed us because we would have had another scorer. We would have had someone else who would have been rested during some midweek and long traverses of match play that would have given us an extra goal. And I'm not, I'm not being ambitious here and I didn't even pick out, all that many difficult matches. I've just picked out eight matches or eight goals from Pato over the entire season would have dramatically changed our performance. I said that we would have beaten Atlanta in the opener. We would have beaten NYCFC in May. We would have uh, drawn Red Bulls instead of uh, losing to them in New Jersey, we would have drawn Chicago instead of losing to them three to one. And we would have beat Miami. We would have beat Cincy. We would have beat Montreal and we would have beat Nashville 
on Halloween. That's all eight goals, and it's a 16-point swing. I'll gladly tweet this out later or screenshot it or whatever, but it's a 16-point swing, a plus eight goal differential. This is only him scoring eight goals, not even assisting, just scoring eight goals. 19 wins, seven draws, eight losses. We would have finished second in MLS. So and it would I, make a big difference. Basically, he would have made a huge difference in this universe. We start off the season good and we do a lot better because we needed another goal scorer, and that goal scorer wasn't there. The way he's mm-hmm. playing this year, he's going to play better than this. And if he doesn't get hurt and he goes through the entire season, our what if Pato edition for those in the Marvel universe, this is the bare minimum that he would have done in my opinion. And he would have made a dramatic difference in quite a few matches that would have really changed our future. So that's my two cents on the fact. Eddie. Yeah. Look, um, I, everybody who thought Pato was a bad signing was, I mean, Goodness, you know, bad take. One of those, what is it, uh, freezing cold takes or tw- takes that age badly? And he, right now, imagine this club with, imagine Fagundo doing what he's doing with Pato, right? Still getting into the league. And I, I've said it, you know, when we were looking at Penderall, all the money and all that stuff, you know, Brian Rodriguez is a guy that costs a lot of money, who's a good player, solid, but he doesn't produce like a ton. So far, Fagundo is more Brian Rodriguez than he is Diego Rossi from the same club, you know? So who, who who could take over and create his own goals and that kind of stuff. Doesn't mean he, he's not a good player. Brian Regas is still a good player, but but it's just the way he's going to produce maybe is a little different than what we expect um, for the money. And and so I'm saying without Pato, they, I think that'd be a drop in production, right? It'd be a drop in production for Gata. It's just, it would be, it would it, we would be starting Benji out there. I mean, it would be a huge drop off this year. Bringing him back was absolutely crucial. And last year when he was healthy and, you know, maybe he got, he got a little bit, you know, used to the league or whatever, but him, Black play Nani and, at the end of the season for Benji and then, and Mueller who are both playing bad, especially Mueller. Um, and then now playing Pato barely at the end and then now playing them together. I mean, I'm still mad about that. And that national, that playoff game, you know, when Nani would come in, it would, it would change things. We, we had all of a sudden get chances and then not putting Pato to the end, even in the, the Nashville game at home um, with the, uh, with the, when we got ripped off with the DK goal, you saw what Pato did in those moments. So, and I, uh, this question just gets me mad. Yeah, we would have. You, I don't. I don't know if we win the thing, but we, we get farther for sure. There was no reason. So, Cleon always says it. Put your best players on the pitch. Whatever you know. So, I don't know. This question got me mad, Cleon. All right, let's not let's let's not get too mad then, Cleon. <laughs> hey, you brought up you brought up Nashville and 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 JJ and I in Nashville. Um. Before the, before the game, we were sitting there with, with Jao, Matino's dad, right? Uh-oh. Yeah. And, and, and he said that Jao said to him, because we were talking about Pata, and we were like, yo, what is going on? Because this is after Pata been back for, what, five games or so, right? Um, Correct. And, and it was like, and, and, he's, and we were like, yo, why is this dude not playing? And they were like, he was basically just like, bro, I don't know. Because he said that Jao literally said to him that Pato is the best player 
um, that he's he's ever seen uh, like live to play with. And remind you got to remember, Jao's played with Nani. He's also played with Carlos Vela, and he said that Pato is so good that just everything he does is just so easy to him, and and it's it's, it's just easy. And and you start to see that now. It's just a lot of like even on things that just he does like like he'll the way he hits cross like cross switch switch the field. Um, even things just as simple as switching the field. The corners he takes, like bro, Alex the corners he takes, the way he'll switch the field. <laughs> Sometimes he'll hit he hits passes where you don't think where when the ball goes to the player, you don't if you look at it, you you look and you think he should not have enough had enough time to know to make that pass. Yeah, Kaka used to do like, that. It's instant. Yes, Kaka, exactly. I've seen him do a pass. I'm like, what is that to? And then Rivas came out of nowhere. I'm like, how did what? What did yeah. he? Yeah, yeah. He see he had one a couple a couple games back where it was uh, it was like the Urso or I don't know. It was it yeah, was the like Urso a, goal too. It was yeah. like a tick. It was like a tick tack. Like it was just back back and forth. And and Pato had his back turned basically to the play. Um, he comes up. He. he Gets the ball, he taps the ball, gets it right back. Then he just quickly just turns from his back turn. He immediately just turns and blasts his ball over, and it's like on a dime. One is on a dime, and it's how did you even know dude was going to make that run when you're sitting with your back turned to him, way out, way out, like almost by center field. And we're like, what is going on, man? But but um, yeah, that dude's a monster, man. And I just yeah. I yeah. I don't understand it. I don't understand why people were saying things all last season, like. They think like a dude gets hurt, it means he sucks, bro. Like, no, the dude's injury prone. It don't mean he can't play. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're talking about a player that at one point, whether he didn't live up to the expectations that people thought he was going to, which was to be the absolute best player in the entire world. Um, what does that mean, bro? We're in MLS. <laughs> you know what I mean? Who's talking about who's talking about DK and Chris Mueller and Faku and and things like that in those terms of potential to be the best player in the world. And no offense, you know I mean? they play Benji and Mueller over him. Yes. It's wild to me. Oh, yeah. it's, uh, I mean, you're saying injury prone. There's There's been a lot of players in Orlando City that have been injury prone and now mm. have gone to other places and uh, basically succeeded. And I can tell you one of them, Rafael Ramos. I mean, it, there's reports coming out that he might be going to Corinthians in uh, Brazil, you know, big team and everything. So, and, and that's going back to what me and Eddie have talked about plenty of times is a lot of these fans don't understand the game. You know, I hate to put it that way, you know, Orlando. Yes. We had, I'll, I'll admit Rafael Ramos injury prone his hamstring since then we, I mean, the guy's been phenomenal everywhere he's gone, you know, and going up and playing in big leagues, you know, he's about to probably go to Brazil and play for Corinthians, which is a big team. So, I mean, Pato goes down, gets hurt. He sucks. That's not, he doesn't suck. You know, unfortunately the guy got hurt and everything. Uh, let's uh, go quickly. Uh, Eddie, uh, Sebas, Got some extra minutes. We got a whole extra minutes in the last game. What are your thoughts on that? 
Yeah, you know what? I'm just gonna, you know, I'm gonna go right into studs and duds kind of with it. To me, Sebus is kind of the yeah. underrated, underrated stud there. Um, I thought he was useful. I thought his passing has always been super tidy. He was, I believe, 95. Um, he was 95.2 and passing yesterday. Uh, I mean, um, uh, Saturday. Um, I thought he he was the deeper of the two midfielders to him and, and Cesar, Cesar. Uh, people keep talking about, I told them he's going to be a six. They're like, he's going to be an eight. He's better eight, bro. He it's, it, you know, Faku on the left versus on the right, you know, like Cesar up top versus Cesar deep is a bigger difference than, than Faku on the left and the right. It's like, I don't think he's ready to be an eight at all. And, um, and so Sebas was, was, was deep down. Um, I like that he, he, you know, his, his athleticism, his ability to cover space, was very useful because Rodrigo is playing right center back. He he he's going to do what Carlos does. He goes up right, and he he's going to stick to somebody. There was a play where he did that. He whiffed. Who on bailed him out because he's fast. Thankfully, who was there? If that was Kyle Smith, maybe he he'd be sitting there, or or it would somebody would have been in on goal. So, but the point is, you need some speed and athleticism to make up for maybe maybe some of the defensive errors we're going to see. Carlos is a little more solid. Nothing says there's a good player, especially sitting deep, but I think Sebas was almost like a third center back. And I thought that was very useful. And I think it's smart when we're playing Rodrigo to give him a little extra protection. So a little shout out to, to Sebas Mendes. Good seeing him get, get there. I thought he played better once Urso came in. Um, I know they were down a man too, but I thought he played better because Ursula and him complement each other more than Cesar and him. And uh, he, he, he was, his Cesar King is uh, instinctually going to drop deep too. And um, it, it, sometimes Cesar and Sebas are a little too much alike, and a little redundant. So I, I kind of like playing either or not both together, but I thought Sebas was, was Sebas, of course, Pato, you know, those were my, my studs. And if I'm going to say dud in this match, um, I don't know if I, I per se have a dud in this match. I thought, <laughs> I don't really have a dud. I, I thought, some, you know, I thought Ruan had a better game than, than the other ones. Um, Joe Rodrigo was pretty calm to, you know, and actually Rodrigo, a little shout out to Rodrigo, the stud category. He had a couple line breaking passes. That's not something we've seen from him. He had the ball over the top to Kata, which he should have held up. He had a couple to, to feet. So if I had a dud, I, I would actually pick Cesar, but that's being harsh because he was playing higher up and he doesn't normally play there. But uh, Poppy did a good job. Second time this year, pulling out the uh, uh, number eight uh, at halftime, putting in Urso, and it made a difference. But yeah. All right, Alex Ryder, your studs and duds. Um, my stud is definitely Pato. Um, the his finishing and that that great assist overall, just perfect. Being there on the far corner to meet Facundo's goal. I mean, we didn't really even get to talk about the goal. We're asking for more goals. We didn't really it talk got about goal. it. What, well, that's what I mean. Oh, okay. um, um, the, the one goal the Pato gets the assist on, and he very easily could have had another. And I think he is by far man of the match. He's continuing to show why we went and signed him for a second year. And I can't wait to see more. I think the dud, I, I, I jokingly want to say the dud is the crossbar for not letting Pato's mm-hmm. second goal in. But you in reality, mine, buddy. Sorry. <laughs> I hit the bottom of the crossbar too, man. It wasn't like the yeah, top. I, that's what I'm saying. Molecules just mm-hmm. strike it a little differently. But um, I really don't have one. 
I, I everyone played well. I mean, we could be harsh on Cesar or even Kara, but they both had good games and they did what they needed to do. So no need to trash on them, continue, improve, and can't do anything else but say that. So no dud for me this week. All right, Cleon. Cleon, you're on mute, buddy. Yeah, I'm mute, Cleon. My bad. I was excited too. Uh, I know. I'm gonna go a little different and I'm gonna give uh I'm gonna give my I'm gonna give my man a match to Urchin Chikar, who 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 was actually voted for this even though I don't believe he was man in the match, even though Wait. I know that sounds contradictory. Yeah, I just, what? He's my stud. <laughs> he's my stud. But here it goes. He's also my dud. He's oh. my stud. I'll give him a stud. Oh. That's scored his first goal. But he's absolutely my dud. And that's legit. Bro, that man should have had about three goals in the game. Legit. He should have had three. But what's the third get, one? What's the third one? The open bro, net. What's bro, the other one? He had the open net and then he had... He had like three of them, bro. Mm, I think yes. one was a, I think one no. was a tough angle on the right, no. and then the one on the left. No. He was on his left foot. It, no, it was not. That's not a sure goal on the left foot. Bro, like he skied. That's a good goalie. Two of them, like right there. Mm. Legit, right there. I give him two goals. Two of them. His XG was one point eight seven, so it sides with me there. That's two goals. Yeah, mm. I mean the one he did get. I mean that was you might as well just say that was Pato's goal, bro. You that, that. that was Pato's goal. Yeah, I could have made like, that. I like legit. Everyone in the stand would have would have made that one. Uh, almost everybody in the stand. But yeah, he's my stud and my dud. Alrighty, my stud goes to Pato. I think you know playing ninety minutes, phenomenal, done great this season so far. Uh, the guy's remarkable. I mean, come on. Uh, if it hasn't been for Pato, I don't know where Orlando City would be right now. So definitely Pato's my stud. My dud, um, Ryder took it, the crossbar, and I, I'm going to give it to Benji Michelle also, who to me, you know, that ball is perfectly set that Pato gave in to Benji. And come on, Benji, man, use your head a little bit better. Get it into the net. <laughs> so Keep your eyes open. Don't close your eyes when you're hit. That's two. That's two crosses in a row. He completely just just wet the bed on that. Remember, like last yeah. week, he had that cross and went out for like a it went out for like a like a throw in. It was so bad. So, Benji, come on, me. I know you got it in you. All right, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about the game that's coming up in on Saturday at seven thirty in Columbus. We faced the crew for the first time this year at Lower Dot Com Stadium. Uh, Guys, your prediction on this, uh, the crew in sixth place, we're in second place, but we have a game more than they do. So if they win, you know, uh, that extra game, they would be ahead of us. But still early in the season. What are your thoughts on this game? Let's go to Ryder. You're first. I'm going to hold once again to the almighty pattern. I think this is an away draw. And judging, I was, I came into this kind of thinking, uh, 2 2, we're going to get multiple goals, but we're going to have to settle for a point on the road. Uh, I think this is going to be a 1 1 draw, and we're going to bring back a point, and that's going to be it. So, not feeling it, it. Columbus is a tough team. They got a tough crowd. They got that beautiful new stadium right on the riverfront. It's, it's, 
I don't see us getting more than a point out of this and more than a goal, especially considering the way we've been putting shots on goal. So 1-1, right. Facundo gets a goal. 1-1. One, one. Eddie, your prediction. I'm right there with Alex. 1-1. One, one. I'm not going to, you know, so I started seeing a bunch of goals go in. I'm not going to be, you know, uh, proclaiming a bunch of goals. After Cleon a couple weeks ago, is out there. We're going to score 5-3. I'm like, <laughs> I said Pato's going to score 5. Yeah, I was like, yeah, he's out there. Yeah, maybe one guy. Well, slow down, bro. Yeah. Hey, he tried. tried. He tried. Yeah, he tried. Yeah. Um, um, what's it called? Yeah, one-to-one. Um, I think we're, you know, Columbus is a team that can really take – Take control of possession. So, you know, we're going to park it and then hopefully we, we get a counter. I'm going to throw a little wrench in it. I'm going to say we're going to get a, a set piece goal. I'm going to give it to my man, Godrigo Schlegel, with a set piece goal. That's going to be my goal. That's my prediction. So, your prediction, 1 1. Thank Leon. Your prediction on the Columbus game. I'm going, I'm going 2 2. I'm going 2 2 draw in a very exciting game for neutrals. 2 uh, 2 draw. <laughs> <laughs> guess, guess, guess who's uh, scoring two, two, both goals? Two two and exciting. Weird. Guess, who's scoring, guess who's scoring both goals? Fato, because he owes Fato. five. Fato start. Right. Let's go. Well, you guys should start throwing tomatoes at me. I'm gonna go oh. with the two nil uh, Orlando City loss. Oh, both goals by Pedro Santos. Both goals. Uh, Pedro Santos gonna get both. Pedro Santos, who I said <laughs> was better than Nani. No, uh, um, I, I say two nil. Definitely Columbus. I don't see, I'll be honest, I don't see Orlando scoring goals um, until we can get this upfront fixed of what they're doing. Um, I think, you know, and what happens with our defender if Rodrigo gets hurt or, you know, Robin gets hurt? We bring in Thomas Williams, the good old 16, 17 year old kid, you know? So right, until, you know, we can fix some things up, I think we need a, get the wrench and tighten some of the screws up so we can get better. But right now I don't see us going up to Columbus and winning. And if we do come out with the goal there, it's going to be a two, one or two, nothing uh, Columbus win. Sorry, OC fans, but I'm just being realistic on this and everything. So on that note, I'll go to shout outs real quick and I'll be the first one to do the shout out this time. I'm going to shout out to the uh, Charlotte boys up in Charlotte. They good job on defeating those, uh, boys from the uh, west um, of Charlotte, and that is the Atlanta United. So good job, guys. Keep it up, Charlotte. And uh, a shout-out also to Tiger Woods. Great job at the uh, Masters. Good, uh, even though you played hurt and injured and limping away, you did pretty good there. Eddie. All right, I got a shout-out to Apple Pie. Overrated. I mean, come on. You know, I get all this talk about foods and Americana and all this stuff. First of all, I just want to take a shot at apple pie. Um, whatever your grand, I don't want to hear about your grandmother's apple pie. The McDonald's one's probably better, but you know, Americans should stop eating apple pie and sweet tea, another overrated drink. Okay, so there's a couple oh, things. I'm yeah, yeah, sweet. I, J, JJ and Publix are, are tight. You know, I, yeah. at one time I was walking by on a rainy day, someone splashed a puddle, you know, car drove by and I got splashed with a puddle. A little bit fell on my mouth. It tasted like public sweet tea. So, guys, Ooh. do better. Do better. You know, there's Hershey Sunday pie, key lime pie, guava, cheesecake is better. You know, I don't care about your grandmother's apple pie recipe from the Confederate days or whatever. Me, it doesn't me, matter. You like your grandfather? Yeah, sweet tea tastes like Confederate tears. But actually, that would taste good, actually. So it doesn't taste like Confederate tears. And uh, so all of those, uh, there's a special shout out to, to better food out there than apple pie and sweet tea. 
anyways i had a personal All thing right. against that <laughs> unsweet tea don't even get me started it's rain I was hoping Alex was checking his messages just now because I was trying to confirm if I was stealing a shout out or not. Uh, <laughs> I'm not seeing a message from you, buddy. Text, right. text, 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 text. Steal it. Steal it. Go for it. Took too long. Took yeah. too long. Um, no. Go. All right. No. My, Keep okay, going. Good. All right. You'll yeah, like my shout out. My shout out. My shout out is to uh, Orlando City fans, Orlando City Twitter. Being peak Orlando City Twitter and uh, never letting us down and and making sure making sure you bitched enough to get the game switched from Osceola Heritage Parkway or a uh, Parkway Stadium to Exploria, <laughs> then promptly turned right back around and then and bitch bitch that it got changed <laughs> to Exploria Stadium. So you stay you Orlando City Twitter. Do you never change? Never, ever change. Yeah, but hey, hey, Jared Dillon called that bluff. Yeah, I'm new here, but this yep. is a bluff. This place is going to be not as full as it says, and I'll leave uh, it. I don't want to go any further. We're late. I'm right. alone. I ain't touching the righty stuff right now. Okay, um, because we kind of skipped over the Open Cup, I do want to give a shout out, not to the Orlando City fan base. That's a debate that's been kicked kicked and prodded all over the internet all weekend and uh, shout out to inner miami inner miami after three three years of existence finally getting to play a their first u.s open cup match ever and b (laughs) their first match ever in miami Oh my goodness. <laughs> They're finally good. going down to Miami and playing a match away to Miami FC at FIU Stadium the day before on April 19th. Orlando plays on the 20th. Boy, oh boy. Is everybody is there uh, do they know how to get there? Does somebody need to say I don't uh, know? I yes or, or go old school with MapQuest. I saw not, a lot of directions or Last Friday, I did see there was a very interesting trend. A lot of people sending instructions on how to get to Miami from Fort Lauderdale on Twitter. It was a very strange trend. So huh. uh, shout out to them. I, I like your direction because at the beginning when you said shout out to Miami, I was about to edit that. But good job. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, real quick. Go ahead. Go ahead, Alex. I'm sorry. I was going to have another shout out, but I'm getting I'm getting played off the stage by Cleon, so Relax. I will save Go ahead, it. Alex. <laughs> sure. This one's a little bit more emotional. Go for it, Alex. Go, Go for, for it. Okay. In 1999, my f- parents bought a couch. This couch has been in my family for 23 years. I brought it with me to college. I in Chicago, I brought it with me down to Florida when I moved here eight years ago. This couch has seen four Red Sox World Series championships, one Cubs World Series championship, the only Bears trophy won in my lifetime. That's more than your entire, like your four generations of family, right? That's that. not, no, the Bears, okay, we'll come back to that. Yeah. In the <laughs> Bears won a lot more trophies than you think in, since my family came into existence, but um one NFC championship for the Bears, 150-plus OCSC games, that's estimated, 100-plus um, Liverpool games, 70-plus 
U.S. soccer matches, countless Super Bowls, Masters weekends, and I, I, I'm, I'm putting it out to the curb on Friday, and I'm, I'm a little sad about it, but it's going to a better place, and it served me well. And I'm gonna have a new couch, and I think this one's got a lot of juice in it, and I, I'm feeling good about it. So just shout out, shout out to my 23 year old couch that's going to be. You know what I was hey, thinking hey, that you were gonna say, Alex. Hey. Hey, bro. Hey, hold on. Okay. You, you know what I was thinking that you were going to say? I was thinking that you were going to think. I thought you were going to say that you conceived a child on that couch. Hey, so, I was oh, about to say, he said, he said couch in 1999, bro. And I can tell you right now, it was it was a couch I had in my parents' house in 1999. I, and, I was born in 91. And, 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 and look here, uh, that, that, res, <laughs> that, that little resume list you were running off of that couch? I guarantee you that resume couch, that Hunters Creek 1999 couch, has seen some things. Some things. <laughs> well, I thought. Plural. I thought that he, I thought he got married last week, and he just had a you know conceived a baby. Bro, on let's, it put it let's put it this way. Let's put it this way. That 19 that that Hunters Creek 1999 couch. We couldn't put that thing out to the curb. That thing had to be burned. I want to burn it. I want, I want to give it a Viking funeral, but uh, the county won't oh, let I, I put two coins in its eyes, brother, because it served me well. Don't forget, we got Columbus is, coming up uh, this Saturday. And let's not forget. Thing I got uh, go ahead, Eddie. And don't forget, we have, you know, official club sponsor, City Furniture. Alex, get yourself a couch. <laughs> there you go. And uh, so don't forget, this Saturday, 730 Columbus crew at lower.com stadium. Um, uh, I guess that's a mortgage or financing. I don't know what the heck it is. A lower.com just, uh, we're promoting lower.com. <laughs> and, uh, don't forget, we'll talk a little bit more next week about the U S open cup against the, uh, St. Pete crowdies that we faced. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's going to be at Exploria stadium. Get your tickets, $10. If you want to go up. on the, if you're a season ticket holder, they're ten dollars. If you're a non-season ticket, they're twenty. If you want to go to the West Club, they're forty dollars. Show up, pack the lower bowl because uh, I think that's what it's going to be. I don't think, or it's just going to be the East Side. I don't know what the heck it's going to be. And if it was five thousand at Osceola, it's going to probably be five thousand at Exploria. Who cares? Uh, we're there to cheer. That's the main thing is to win and beat these St. Pete Crowdies. So until next week, guys, vamos Orlando. 1999. Boy, that was a year. Like Prince. How would you do me the pleasure of hitting yeah. the lights, sir? <laughs> Whoa. What are all those stains? Blood you. Thanks for listening to the Orlando Lions Den Podcast. Until next time, be sure to check us out on Twitter and Facebook and at OrlandoLionsDen.com.
Thanks for listening to the Orlando Lions Den Podcast. Until next time, be sure to check us out on Twitter and Facebook and at OrlandoLionsDen.com.